a short reading from The Secret Garden Devotional by Rachel Dodge. Mary's struggle against the cold, relentless wind produces something good. The big breaths of rough, fresh air blown over the heather fill her lungs with something that is good for her whole thin body, whip red color into her cheeks, and brighten her dull eyes. When she sits down to breakfast, she has an appetite and her food tastes nice. She begins to ask questions, begins to listen, begins to think. She runs and plays and tries to whistle and chirp with the robin, which makes her look almost pretty. The fresh wind from the moor blows the cobwebs out of her young brain and begins to waken her up. As Christians, we are constantly fighting with the wind in the spiritual realm. Standing firm and pushing back against spiritual opposition and warfare, against immorality and wickedness, and against the enemy's darts is exhausting work. It often feels relentless and even futile. But just think, just think what it produces. The Lord is doing a work in you as you swim upstream to follow him in all your ways and strive to be a light for Jesus, getting up and going out the door each day to stand for biblical truth and share the hope of Jesus is making you stronger, stronger every day. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. Hello and welcome to today's Heart Lift with Janelle. We are here for part two of my remarkable conversation with author Rachel Dodge. Her beautiful, stunning new devotional, The Secret Garden Devotional, is on its way to bookshelves all over the world. And I am privy to a copy and it has just been luxurious to read it and to see the beautiful illustrations It's just uh, good for the soul, good for the soul. So how did you do with our challenge last week of meditating on fighting with the wind? How did you do? Did you go outside in nature? What did it do for your nature, for your constitution? Did it put some redness in your cheeks like it did for Mary? Did it make your food taste better like it did for Mary? Did it put a skip in your step and make you want to whistle and mimic perhaps the birds in your yard? That's what it did for me. It made me feel silly. It made me feel like a child again, childlike. I'm smiling so much just thinking about it because I need more and more of that kind of activity and behavior in my life. I do. And I have a suspicion you might too. 
So that's what we're doing this Advent. This whole season 10 has been dedicated to spending more time in what Christians call the secret place. You can read more about that in Psalm 91. And in that secret place, I don't know, it could be a park bench. It could be riding your bike. It could be gardening. It could be painting. You fill in the blanks, making Christmas cookies with your children, talking on FaceTime for me with my grandkiddos. What brings you joy and what makes your nervous system actually exhale and relax? What? What did you hear? What whispers did you hear from God? in the wind. I went to John 3, a very familiar passage in the scriptures. It's the story of Nicodemus when he comes out at night to meet with this man called Jesus who has intrigued him beyond all measure. And I just want to read verses 1 through 8 and just take note of the very last verse. Nicodemus was one of the Pharisees, a man with some clout among his people. He came to Jesus under the cloak of darkness to question him. Teacher, some of us have been talking. Yeah, you bet. You are obviously a teacher who has come from God. Now, why does he say that? You are obviously a teacher who has come from God. What has he noticed? What makes Nicodemus say that? The signs you are doing are proof that God is is with you. The voice puts this commentary here. At this time, Israel's Roman occupiers have given a small group of Sadducees and Pharisees limited powers to rule, and Nicodemus is one of the Pharisees. He holds a seat on the ruling council known as the Sanhedrin. And surprisingly, Nicodemus is among those who seek Jesus for his teaching. It appears that he believes more about Jesus than he wants others to know, so he comes at night. Maybe you're coming to Jesus at night because someone in your life doesn't want to hear about him. Jesus says to Nicodemus, I tell you the truth. I always love that. Verily, verily, I tell you the truth. Only someone who experiences birth for a second time can hope to see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says, I'm a grown man. How can someone be born again when he is old like me? Am I to crawl back into my mother's womb for a second birth? That's impossible. Nicodemus takes it literally. He takes what Jesus is saying literally. Jesus again says, I tell you the truth. Verily, verily, I tell you the truth. If someone does not experience water and spirit birth, There's no chance he will make it into God's kingdom. Like from like. Whatever is born from flesh is flesh. Whatever is born from spirit is spirit. There's that second birth. Don't be shocked by my words, Nicodemus, but I tell you the truth. Even you, an educated and respected man among your people, must be reborn by the spirit to enter the kingdom of God. And here, in verse 8, is what took my breath away. The wind blows all around us as if it has a will of its own. We feel and hear it, but we do not understand where it has come from or where it will end up. 
life in the spirit is as if it were the wind of God. I'll repeat that. The wind blows all around us as if it has a will of its own. We feel the wind, we hear the wind, and we can often see the wind in the trees, right? But Jesus says we do not understand where it has come from or where it will end up. Life in the Spirit is as if it were the wind of God. What does that speak to you, Heartlifter? I just am taking it so to heart because this whole global pandemic that forced us into isolation and quarantine going on to three years now, the typical time, biblically, where God would Uh, the amount of time God would place someone in the wilderness. Now, Moses was 40 years, but typically it's a three-year process. And that, that I have read through commentaries, was almost a detoxification time from preconceived notions of what people thought about Jesus or knew about Jesus or thought about God or faith. And it was just a period to totally detoxify and bring truth into that person. We see it in Paul's life. We see it in John the Baptist's life. And we see it with Elijah as well. I feel like that has been happening in my life the past three years, where any preconceived notions or limiting spiritual faith beliefs, perhaps perhaps toxic teachings that I have had in my 40 years of walking closely with my faith in church systems, it has definitely been a time of purification, if nothing else, and a time for me to really get to the core of what I believe. What do I believe? Not what do do I believe that a pastor has taught me or elders have taught me or Wise women have taught me in Bible study and Bible study and Bible study and Bible study. I've had so many. I've been in so many. I've taught so many. It was a time of shushing. Remember? Shh, shh, shh. Shh, shh, shh. A time of coming away in the night season, perhaps like Nicodemus, to talk with Jesus, to find out about this life in the Spirit that he's talking about. And this final statement that Jesus says, life in the spirit as if it were the wind of God. When we look to the Greek for what that wind means in the Greek, it's pneuma. It means spirit. It means breath. And when you take the root down of pneuma, you get neo, P-N-E-O, neo, that vital principle by which our body is animated. That is what the Spirit does for us. Just like Mary, when we spend time in the garden of all places, the secret garden, right? Let's just call our secret place the secret garden today. It it is so vital to the core of our being that it animates our body and it brings new life, new, new excitement, new fervor, new everything into our being. That's my hope and my prayer for you, Heartlifter, during this Advent season. And I pray that this part two conversation with Rachel Dodge, where she shares about her dreaming chair, I hope it makes you smile. And I hope it 
invites you to find a place, if you don't already have one in your home, where you create a dreaming space or a dreaming chair. I have a dreaming couch and it's in my breathing room and I have a comfy comforter and a pillow and my Bible and a notebook and I just sit. I sit and I spend time being quiet. That's the invitation of this Advent because I want to continue hearing the whispers of God in the wind of the atmosphere of that space. Okay, let's welcome Rachel back for part two. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So my dreaming chair, I have this green chair that, I mean, at some point probably would need to be repolstered. I I love it. I'm going to put a picture up because it just makes me want to sit down in it. I have a picture of it and your cute little D.O.G. is sitting in it. (laughs) <laughs> Your yeah, just, Kavapu. <laughs> yeah, just to have this sweet spot where I guess it's an inviting space because mm-hmm. you create this thing that this place where you want to go. And I mean, even my whole family, they try to steal my chair. I'm like, no, oh, I'm not allowed to do that. It's your chair. Yeah. <laughs> but it's been, you know, just this sweet place to have. I like have my blanket. I have a lamp right there, a little table so I can have my Bible. And I love to have a cup of tea or just I oh. even love like warm milk with maple syrup or something. Just very oh. simple. I know. I'm oh, a, that I'm sounds amazing. Coffee. Yeah, I'm not a coffee drinker. So I just love I'm not either. I'm a tea drinker. Something warm and and just a spot where I can and I, usually my dog joins me as soon as I sit down. Um, but I just love to sit and read my Bible there and and journal. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the way I I try, you know, to start mm-hmm. my day. If I can't do it right when I get up, sometimes it's right when I get kids off to school and I have a little window before my workday starts. And so I okay. try to go straight to the chair. It doesn't always work. So it's a discipline for you. It a is. A real yeah. practice, a rhythm. Yeah. And that's my my goal. But I think making it inviting and making it yes. a good spot. Comfy. Yeah. You're drawn to it. Like, oh, I can't wait to get. <gasps> I got to get in my chair. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get in there. That's my goal. You know? I'm on the lookout. I, I am. I We're downsizing, but I am on the lookout. I was looking at chairs yesterday, actually, because I just want one little chair to add and put by my bed. And I yes. want to create your little dreaming chair. I yeah. want to do it. Yeah. And my chair, I actually got from an old neighbor. They were selling all their furniture. And I mean, I think I Perfect. probably bought it for like $25. There you go. I know. Thrifting. You know, we can do this wing back chair. And over the years it's gone in and out of fashion, but I just put coat, you know, I put throw blankets and different things to kind of, and pillows usually to sort of tie it in with the rest of what's going on in our house. Exactly. I know, but it's important to you and that's all that matters. And I yeah. feel like that's your secret space. That's your sacred space. Is it that is. a fair statement? Yeah, it is. And I, I really, I think of Anne as Anne is interesting because even before she ever had a home or a family mm-hmm. to be part of, she had this world of in her imagination. She did. It was an escape for her. Mm-hmm. And that really, I think, reson- can resonate for a lot of us. Just mm-hmm. this idea that like things around us might not be settled. They might not be yeah. what we want them to be. They rarely are, honestly, yeah. are they? I mean, right. yeah, when yeah. everything's settled and in its place, it's very rare. Yes, I call it your perfect day. Like perfect days are so rare. Yeah. Because we live in a fallen world. That's right. Yeah. And so I think, you know, for 
for Anne, you know, she kind of did that on her own and mm. made a place for herself within her imagination and a place where she could escape to these happy thoughts and having a bosom friend, even though she was yes. living in difficult yeah, circumstances. That's day 12, I think, bosom friend in the yes. devotional. And mm-hmm. So then she gets to, you know, in the book, I really talk a lot about you know, when she first meets Matthew Cuthbert, I mean, I can never oh, talk Matthew. about those things without I know. getting serious. I love Matthew so much. <laughs> but the father find, I never had. I yes, to have that father figure that all of a sudden is the thing that he just loves her from the moment. Yes. And she's talking his ear off on that carriage ride. <laughs> the carriage ride. And, you know, she says, I can stop talking if I, you know, if I really tried. And, and he says, you can talk as much as you like. Oh, Matthew. <laughs> Such a figure of Jesus, right? Our That's Father it. God. Yes. That's all three it. in one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so when I wrote about that chapter, that's what I focused on was this idea that our father in heaven loves to hear us talk to him. He delights in us. Mm -hmm. We're his little girls. He's proud of us. He loved us from the moment we, you know, just he's loved us for sight. Um, And like Matthew, he says, talk as much as you like. I mean, he's such a picture, you know, a fictional picture, obviously, but just such a sweet picture for us to tangibly see that those people that, you know, you may not be related to, or you might be that end up being exactly who just delights in you and loves you and thinks kind of everything you do is awesome. (laughs) I can't wrap my head around that. I know we keep, we keep saying these things today that are just, I'm going to have to sit in my dreaming chair. Yeah. And I love, 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 thank you for bringing out, activating the imagination. Mm -hmm. Don't hear that a lot, Rachel, in, in our faith community. In fact, in truth, it it has been negated, but I've been studying a lot lately about C.S. Lewis's idea of a baptized imagination, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what you're inviting us to do here, you know, to and even in the devotionals, that's why they make me so happy because I am hyper creative and so much like I am talk so much and God does love that. It is okay. It is okay to activate your five senses mm-hmm. and to utilize your sensory imagery mm-hmm. uh, with the word of God, that's right? Great. And we talk well, about Lexio Divina and doing it that way, but you're inviting us even in fictional works. I get I get way more I I honestly do out of reading fiction that has brought spiritual I I wish I could write that way I, I'm I may keep trying uh, but you're doing that in such a beautiful way for us here by activating us and inviting us to back to that childlike imagination. That's what it is, and I think that's why I like writing these books. You know, the second yeah. one series is Little Women and. Anna Green Gables, Little Women and Secret Garden are all books that I read over and over growing up. And they were kind of this like refuge as well. The books were mm-hmm. this this quiet place, this happy place, this secret place. And so for me getting to go back to those things, you know, oh, I was doing literature and Jane Austen and all that. And I love that stuff. But like my heart would be the stuff that I grew up with and loved mm-hmm. as a little girl. And there is something in our, I don't know if it's our culture or what it is, that we somehow think that the stuff we loved when we were little is silly or foolish or childish yes. as we get older. And we're like, well, well, I can't get a job doing that. Or, oh, that's not practical. Oh, just heard it yesterday from a couple with a <laughs> fifth grader. And she yeah. is a writer. And they were like, that's not going to work for her. I'm like, why won't that work for her? 
Right. Well, because I mean, you know, that's not, she won't make a living that way. I'm like, oh, I had, I had a child like that (laughs) and she found a way, but I get it. But right. it is, it's once again, the arts, you know, anything that has to do arts and music and that type of thing. Correct. But yeah. you're inviting us back. That's right. Whatever it is, it could be, you know, you had a fascination with bugs or whatever. Yes. When up and then you think, oh, that was silly. I, and you set it down in mm. your, I think like teens and twenties, you kind of set that stuff down. Uh, I know for me, motherhood, all of that, you just kind of have to set those things aside in a way. You do. And I you think really you do. Think you think you do. And I did. And I think what God has been reminding me is that it's actually, he's inviting us to enjoy those things. To return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go back. Like that's the stuff that gives you joy. Those are the things, you know, that give you pleasure that you've, that he actually created us to do or to enjoy either as just something that gives us peace or as something that we can use to serve him or reach others. But like whatever quirky things are in your personality or interests, <laughs> it isn't because you're quirky or weird. It's because God made you that way for a purpose. And he thinks it's amazingly special. Feel so validated right now. I'm going to just <laughs> do, this is something new I'm starting. I have just found my little crystal bell for my mother. So oh. I'm going to have a crystal clear moment on the podcast. And here it is crystal clear moment with Rachel Dodge. Heartlifters. We're being called back to childlike innocence and childlike imagination and childlike joy because that fights depression. That's right. It fights apathy. Mm -hmm. It helps us fight that wind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that childlike faith, I actually, I want to share, like, I don't know if this would work for others who are listening. I have a feeling it will. But even just singing Jesus loves me to yourself when you wake up, I think it could be really powerful for yes. all of us. Just remember those. Like my husband said that one time. He said, Jesus mm. loves me is one of the best songs you can sing to yourself. Even I as love a- your husband. Yeah. <laughs> just love how he loves you and how he supports you and how he speaks into your life. Well done. But yeah, just that sweetness of like, go back to those childhood. Maybe it's stuff you learned in Sunday school. Yes, those yes. little songs. Yeah. They're very sweet. They're very comforting. And they can kind of bring us back to a time where like, I mean, a lot of times those are sweet memories too. You know, you have something very sweet for most of us, you know, those sweet little lullabies. It could even be maybe Mm -hmm. a lullaby, but just those things that maybe we wake up in the morning. I need to not only preach to myself a bit, Mm -hmm. but sometimes that's hard. So maybe we need to sing sing to ourselves or whatever. That's kind of, I think of self, self self-soothing, but maybe self-soothing. That is the tool. God-soothing too. God-soothing. Spirit soothing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. From things that we can take. He wants us to have a childlike faith and say, I know you're here with me. I'm sad today, Jesus. I feel sad. Yes. I don't, I don't want to get out of bed, bed today. I really yeah. don't. It's, I just I don't, don't. Like I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know what to do first. I don't yeah. know what to do second. I don't feel like I have a purpose. Yeah. Um, for sure. That's just That's me. A, I think it's a struggle <laughs> for a lot of people. And I think it's maybe, I don't know if it's growing or not, or if I'm just more mm-hmm. aware of it or hearing about it more, but True. Um, I know in those moments, sometimes it's funny. I feel like the Lord's just like, put your feet on the floor. <laughs> I mean, it's that is small. exactly right. So small. Just put I your feet on the floor and just sit ground there for yourself. a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because that peace, peace lullaby I was singing to sweet Elena Rose and then singing to Isaac Kane, you know, grandparenting's new for me. And mm-hmm. so um, I know that I know I was singing that to myself. I know I've sang it a million times uh, my to myself. 
yeah. because I, I just needed my nervous system to find peace, peace in a world I mean, where peace is hard to find. Like, I mean, do we think that God is just saying, you know, you need to buck up and get out of bed. And I get do think it. he's saying that. I really do. It's sad, Rachel. I do. Yeah, That's what I'm I think sure. he's, I hear, I hear that in my head. I was raised by two Marines. So I hear that a lot. Buck yeah. up, baby. Come on. Yeah. Buck up. And I mean, there's something to be said for like, okay, I got to do yes, this thing. Yes, of course. But when you're weak and kind of in a fragile place, that's not the Lord's voice. His right. voice is, you know, I am, I I have loved you with an everlasting love. You know, like I, I know. I, he treasures us. He, he calls us his children. He doesn't he say you're does. my grown ups. You're not my grown ups. You're my children. You're not Come my Come on to me, all grown ups. <laughs> Come on to me, little children. Yes. Yeah, and he creates us differently. He That's even has a difference. You know, he has us in season, different seasons, so that maybe there is that that amazing marine who can go out and be brave yes. today. And, and I am know. her for sure. Yeah. You are there. All of us have sure. that. We are strong women. Right. I know my heartlifters are strong women. They're world changers. But there are seasons in our life where we are being called to take care of our little child soul. That's it. Yeah. Let me love on you a little bit now. Yep. You can say no. Mm-hmm. You can be unproductive. Mm-hmm. You can be discouraged as you were on the way home yeah. from that right. You had a mountaintop writing conference and you had a valley conference. Yes. <laughs> you had them both because that's what life does. We have valleys and mountains, joy and sorrow. And we know that we hold both of them at the same time. And I, I just love, love, love how sweet Jesus was to you. Uh, as we say in this community, he has authority. We have authority. He wasn't authoritarian. Right. He never powers over us. He powers through and with us. Mm-hmm. So he was like, sweet girl, sweet girl. I know you had that mountaintop. Everything went great. This one, I just want you to know, I didn't tell you no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you, I just, I pray that right now, I'm just going to pray, or you could, would you like to pray that wherever these heart lifters are driving in their cars, walking, not wanting to get out of bed, that they might have that moment. Yeah. I would, would love you to pray that. Lord Jesus, we lift up to you this time that we get to share together. Those who are listening, God, I'm so thankful that you see them exactly right where they are. Lord, you know, if they're walking, they're driving, they're in the kitchen, they're in the bathroom, wherever they are, just listening to this. Mm -hmm. And I pray that there would be some sweet nuggets that you pull out that's just for the person listening right now. And you Mm -hmm. just bring something to mind that that's for them. And Lord, we pray that you'd encourage our hearts, that you would speak to us very personally that you would remind us of how we are your kids, that we're your girls, we're your boys, <laughs> that we're that you are we are fearfully and wonderfully made, and that there are seasons in our lives, and that spring is coming. Mm-hmm. But when we're in a winter season, God cares for our hearts. There's a lot going on underneath the surface that we can't see. And so I pray, God, that you would give hope to anyone who's feeling hopeless today. I pray that you would give some kind of soul soother to those who are having trouble, like getting up in the morning or Mm -hmm. putting one step in front of the other. 
Um, I pray that you'd help to guide their thoughts and guard their thoughts each morning and throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just pray, Lord, you'd give each person listening a special verse throughout sometime in this next week, if it's right now, Lord, or if it's just in the next few days, Mm -hmm. that you would give them an anchor verse that's an anchor for their soul that they can just carry with them physically Mm -hmm. in their hands, in their hearts, in their phone, wherever they need it. So they can really go back to that over and over and over that that's your word to them for this exact season they're in right now. And we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Oh, amen. Rachel, thank you so much. I want everyone. I I just want to implore and urge and bestow upon everyone this idea to perhaps in the new year, have a Bible study around the secret garden devotional, have a book club around the Anne of Green Gables devotional or praying with Jane. They are all equally powerful. Uh, I have not looked at the little women one yet, but I can guarantee you that it is. So I just really encourage everyone, where can they find you, Rachel? And definitely on Instagram, because that's definitely where I hang out. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So on Instagram, you can look me up, Rachel Dodge author, but my handle is at Kendra's kindred spirit books. So that's my thing. Um, I also have a website, racheldodge.com. And so if you want to just go there and you could join my subscriber list, I love to send out, you know, just encouraging things to people. I don't Mm -hmm. bombard anybody with a bunch of email, Um, but the website is also where you can read my blog. I try to do some devotional writing there and then you can easily link to my social media. So if you're on Facebook or you're on Instagram and you're trying to find me, you can go to racheldodge.com and quickly find me there. And I have to mention too that on the site, um, I do have books, signed books. So if you ever want to buy, do. A book, I saw that today. Yeah. So if you ever want a book for you or someone you love um, to be signed, I can send those out to you. And for the Secret Garden, it's been a little bit delayed, and I would say it's 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 going to be out before Christmas. But okay, if you want to get oh. it. You want to make sure you get it for Christmas. I would suggest either going to my website or going to even to the publisher person, like directly. Oh, okay. Yeah, Barber Publishing is the publisher. Okay, we'll link that in. Okay. And I know we all love to shop on Amazon, and they should have them in time for Christmas. But if you're kind of going, oh, I'm watching it and it's saying it's going to be another week or two or whatever, go ahead and just put it. Glad you warned me. I would just grab it at the publisher probably, but you know, things can move faster or not, but with the Christmas season coming, the books should be releasing like right at the end of November, December 1st. And so so many delays right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just think, Oh, I just hate, would hate for people to think they're going to have that under the tree and then not be able to get it in time. So, so glad you warned me. Try a few options to make sure you can get it. (laughs) So we will put all of the links for all of those resources uh, in the show notes. Rachel, thank you so much. You are welcome back here anytime. Anytime. Thank you you for having me. It's been a delight. You're so welcome. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.